All right. Welcome back, guys, to Let's Talk on NJHD, Season 1, Episode Number 12. And today we're with our special guest, the one and only Kurt C, a girl's name. Kurt tonight. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> What's good, what's good, what's good? Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on today. My friend, you, John. How's everything, my brother? Everything's proper, everything's proper. Before we start the episode, let's start with like a, a mental check, you know? A mental check. A mental check. Yes, sir. Yeah, on a scale of 1 to 10, what are you feeling today? <laughs> for the week, business-wise, family-wise, you know, sport-wise, so like relationship-wise, you know? Scale one to ten. No. On average, combining all of those, mm-hmm. I want to say a good eight. Good a eight. Good eight. You know all what right. I mean? You, you know, sometimes you you know you stressed things. You know, you want to say get caught up into things and all whatever. Mm-hmm. But honestly, on, honestly, on an average, eight. Eight out of ten. Eight but, out of ten. Yeah. How about right. you? Me. Today I'm feeling a good ten out of ten. Good, good ten out of ten. A good ten out of ten today. Yeah, for okay, the okay, for okay. the whole week I would say nine point five. Nine point five. Nine point five. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel you. I feel you. Business wise, I'll say nine point five. On a like mental note, I'll say eight point five. Eight point five. Eight point five yeah. out of ten. Yeah. You. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I've been mm-hmm. busy this whole week working, um, working, working, working. So you know, a lot of running around, driving here, long hours. But mm-hmm. you know. Here today with the one and only, you know what I mean? I'm the one and only, but you're the one and only too, because, you know, you're new John, not just John, just new John, you know what I mean? So, yeah, so that means like, you know, special things is to come. The vibe is, know? the vibe is in the air. Yeah, you know what I mean? always, bro. doesn't matter if you've known me for 15 years, I'm always new, you know? <laughs> yes, Fresh in your mind. Yes, sir. Yeah. I'm prolific, so gifted. I'm the type that's gonna go get it. No kidding. Breaking down a switch in front of your building. Sitting on the steps, feeling no feelings. Last night it was a cold killer. You gotta keep the devil in this hole, nigga. But you know how it go, nigga. I'm front line every time it's on, nigga. 100 pro flow, running shoot pro. 458 drop, playing bulletproof soul. Every few shows, I just buy some new gold. Circle got smaller, everybody can't go. Downtown Diamond District, jewelers like yo. Hustle, holla at me, I got Cubans on the low. Through the Cancun, smoking Cubans on the boat. Then dock that saloon just to smoke. Nah. So, the question to start the podcast is Do you believe that the type of name that you have, like let's say your last name was King, would affect your legacy? And do you believe that the words that you put out, Let's so let's say your vocabulary is more like oh I don't think I can do this versus I'm going to do this. Do you believe that the type of words you put out and the type of name that you have affect the person that you are? Oh okay, I understand your question now. Um, person, I think that yes to some degree, mm-hmm. right? If you look at um like LeBron James, mm-hmm. right? He's LeBron James. And LeBron James made it out of Akron, Ohio. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. like he always says, he's the chosen one. He was not supposed to make it. So, But see, if he now is in this platform, in the NBA, you know, best player out there. I hate to say it, but, you know, best player. If he just spreads negativity, 
then people are just going to look at him like, what? Like, how, how can you say I can't do this? Like, you made it out from there, right? Mm-hmm. And him being um, an idol to some people, mm-hmm. people are just going to look at him like, why are you being negative? You know what I mean? People are just going to, you know, withdraw themselves from him like that because, you know, he's on that platform where he's supposed to be influencing people, supposed to be encouraging people, showing motivation and all that stuff. So I want to say yes, you know, depending on um, where you are in life. And yeah, your name really does because your name carries you a long way, right? Mm -hmm. Because everyone's going to remember the bad, you know, if you do something bad, right? Say LeBron on the same note, he does something bad. Say he cheats on on his wife. No matter how many championships he has and everything is done, everyone's always going to remember as LeBron James is a bad person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I want to say that it does, you know, affect your legacy in some way because things can change overnight just like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. It also depends on your name also. There's places that you go, oh, your last name is this? Like, you can get them for free mm-hmm. or they, like they respect you more. So, also, if you're a nobody, you can build that name to become... You know, exactly. so like that when your kids have it, it's yeah, real. exactly. You know, yeah. but uh, did we do the mental check already? We did the mental check, we did the mental we did check. The mental okay, check. okay, yeah. but yeah, so tell us more about you why you started your inter- internal keeper. First of all, where were you born? Where was I? Oh, well, uh, <laughs> I was born in Zimbabwe, Bulawayo, Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. I was born from Zimbabwe. Um, Left it when I was young, so I don't really remember anything. How old? How old? Oh, man, we're talking like maybe like eight months. Damn, so you're yeah. not you're not even Zimbabwean. Nah, but do... I went see, but I went back in 2015. You, you know uh-huh. what I mean? So that was that was good. Um, yeah, I left when I was eight months. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm from Montreal. You know what I mean? I grew up in Montreal. You know, uh, good twelve years. Mm-hmm. You know, no, I grew up in Montreal, okay. LaSalle, aka Texas. You know, that's right. called Texas over there. Um, but yeah, I grew up there. Then I moved to, you know, myself and my family, we all moved to Drayton Valley in 2013. And ever since there, that's been home. And then they're still there. Um, yeah, I'm in Edmonton for school. Edmonton. So, yeah, right. so, yes, sir. Okay, so like, what is, okay, since you went back to Zimbabwe, mm. like, does it give you any more motivation to work harder when you came back here? Or like, how, how did you feel about the whole the whole type of lifestyle and environments that they had over there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, obviously, you know, when you watch the news, they're always going to portray a different picture than it really is. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I used to search up Zimbabwe on Google and all that stuff. All I used to see is just poverty, this and that, which is true, you know what I mean? Which is true. Mm-hmm. But until I went there, the way they made it seem right they mm-hmm. like they went for, they like exaggerated i want to say right because people there what i've realized is even though they don't have anything yeah they can make something work with what they have which makes them richer okay not in money mm-hmm. but i want to say assets material you know what i mean because they can like say like a wire just say a wire they can kids right Obviously, you can't afford cars, like little cars, you know, like Hot Wheels and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Yeah. But they can make cars out of a wire, right? And use that and still have... and, and, and Sorry, my bad. <laughs> and it still have the same effect yeah. as them using a Hot Wheel car. You okay, know what okay. I mean? So they, like I said, they can make what they have work. 
Mm-hmm. So, so like, just saying they're very like creative, you know, they're very they're creative, creative yeah, because yeah. they don't have much to work with. So lately, I've been talking to some friends, right? Yeah. And the conversation has came up a lo- like a lot. Mm-hmm. When you're comfortable, right? Yeah. You don't do as much as you should be doing because you're just comfortable. You don't risk it. Like it's you, your bubble. But I feel like a lot more people should like you know go out. No, step out your comfort zone. Yeah. yeah, your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And so with Internal Keeper, yeah. right? That's something that you've created, you've shared. You know, the whole world is buzzing around Internal <laughs> Keeper. You know what I'm saying? So tell us more why you started Internal Keeper. And is that something to that also helped you in your purpose in life? So, you know, for myself, I've, you know, a lot of people know I've always been like a nice guy. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I've never, you know, like I've, I say, I want to say when I walk in the room, you can feel the energy, just feel the presence and all that stuff, okay. right? And all I, right, I know right. close people can attest to that. But as for internal keeper, you know, um, I've just seen also with that, you know, most people know my story that like, you know, in 2019, I was, you know, I just hit the wall, you know, I was in myself, mm-hmm. you know, something personal had happened to me uh, and that really hurt me, especially mm-hmm. coming from someone so close to me. And ever since then, it's just been downhill. I had nothing, you know, I wasn't working, I had no job, mm-hmm. and I'd been in bed. I'd be in bed the whole day until five o'clock. And like five o'clock is a special number to me because I've said this before, five o'clock is the time where I'd wake up to go football practice. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'd let everything out. You know what I mean? So, you know, football is my outlet, and that's what I strive to do is to go on the field, you know. Mm-hmm play the game, you know, and, like, let out my emotions. But um, Internal Keeper also is a platform where we help each other and spread a positive outlook. And, you know, I've seen people, in like, depressed, people that have been, you know, at their lowest and all that stuff. And I don't like to see that, really. Mm -hmm. I don't like to see that. I just want to see everyone happy, you know what I mean? Even if I say have ten dollars i i remember you remember that time we went to to prime time mm-hmm. right and someone came in for food and all that stuff right and honestly that day i think that was like i had enough for myself mm-hmm. but you know i just had to you know take that extra ten dollars out to feed that person because i didn't want to see that person hungry right yeah. i'd rather buy them food than to give them money because you know it's might not go to good use right so Mm -hmm. stuff like that i just want to see people doing okay happy you know what i mean because that made him happy like he wanted two he wanted two bills Mm -hmm. i was like i can't man like i wish i could (laughs) but i can only give you one right yeah so all of out of all those scenarios right that's what made internal keeper and as for myself you know like like I mentioned, like, I'm a nice guy, I'm a nice person, and I want to see people okay, mm-hmm. and that's the reason why I created it, and I saw what I went through, and I didn't want to see the next person go through it, but also just spreading positivity, right? Even if I didn't go through something, mm-hmm. right, I would, I, 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 I would say I still would have created this platform and mm-hmm. this brand because... Just spread positivity, right? Like, there's no point of being negative or being, like, showing that you might be better than the next person. Like, nah, like, be yourself. Mm -hmm. I've always been myself, right? I've never tried to be, like, someone else, right? Be yourself. Do what you 
can do, right? If it takes you 10 years to, you know, achieve a dream, it takes you 10 years. Mm-hmm. Just know that you've attained it, right? So that's that's pretty much, you know, internal keeper, right? That's how it is. And, you know, if you look at the logo, the symbol, it's a dead flower. So once you keep everything inside, the brain just deteriorates like that. Oh, so, you know, that's just, powerful. That's powerful. Yeah, so you just yeah. got to let everything out and be yourself. So with the, now with the money aspect of internal keeper how was it starting a brand and trying to get it out there the process with photo shoots what is like the biggest thing that you've done with internal keeper that has like really you know grabbed your attention you know what like i tell people this like in turn it's not about the money really mm-hmm. like the t shirt I made the t shirts because you know I wanted I wanted people to rep it. I want people to the wristbands as well. I want mm-hmm. people to rep something, right? But honestly, my concern was not is still not the money or mm-hmm. the t shirts. It's really not for me. It's just a message that I put there. If I can impact someone with my words or what I post, that's that means the world to me. Mm-hmm. Rather than someone giving me a thousand dollars to be like here, like okay, I'll take that, but that's not a concern. If I had to pick between the both, and mm-hmm. I'm being honest, like I'd rather see someone okay because say someone's going through something, they commit suicide. That does not like compare to the money that someone else has given me. A thousand dollars can just go like that, but that's a life that's been gone, mm-hmm. right? And it's gonna be gone. A thousand dollars, you can get it the next day or whenever, right? It come, money comes and goes, yeah, right. So, so really not about the money, but it's about making sure that I've impacted someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, to start Internal Keeper, when I actually released the brand, I didn't have anything, right? Yeah. <laughs> like I said, it was all about the message, right? Mm-hmm. Until uh, one of my best friends, Kiefer Moke, you know, that's my guy. He called me the next day after releasing my video and he said, hey, um, he, he, he first said, hey, don't take this the wrong way. Like, I'm not here to like like hop on the wagon all the whatnot but this is something that really means so much to mm-hmm. me that i want to help like what can i do and he gave me money he donated money to the brand i'm not gonna say Jeez. how much he donated mm-hmm. but he donated so the first batch of t-shirts mm-hmm. that's where it came from it came from Kiefer. he helped me like he's been my friend since 2017 when mm-hmm. i first signed with the wildcats and whatnot but you know, for him to call me that next day and say, like, I want to give you money mm-hmm. because this is something I want to support. I want to help in any way. That's just, that's, I want to say that's where it kicked off right there. That was the startup point. So, so now is Antonio Kiber going to be like a for-profit brand or non-profit brand? Non-profit. 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 So every single thing that you get is going to be just pure donation and you're going to just create more trying to get more message, do more goods and stuff like that. Exactly. Like, that's what it's going to be, mm-hmm. right? Like, uh, I have a few things planned, but mm-hmm. that's what it's going to be, like giving back to the community and just, you know, more merch and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But that, that's about it, right? Because it's not about me. It's about what I push out there to people. So. Mm-hmm. This is big. You also have a business, right? You also yeah. have a business. That yeah. You've been doing pretty well for yourself, <laughs> you know? plug. Yeah. I understand it, you know? You, <laughs> Yo, man has a moving... What is it? Tell us more about it. <laughs> so, yeah, I have, a, I have a... I wouldn't say it's just a moving company, but mm-hmm. it's just like a like a delivery service, I mm-hmm. want to say. Uh, it's called Gilgal Mobile Express Pickup Services. Sheesh. 
So, yeah, so basically I just, like I mentioned, you know, I've been running around the week. So, you mm-hmm. know, I do hot shots, like deliveries out of town. Um, I do moves too. I've done moving for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, just deliveries and whatnot out of town. Not much in town, but here and there. But yeah, that's what I've been doing all week. So mm-hmm. I have a one-ton cube truck. So that's okay. what I use. And, you know, it's just like, it's, I've never seen myself working for myself at a young age, mm-hmm. but when the opportunity came, you know, during COVID, that's when I took and I said, you know what, I've been blessed to, you know, for my father to provide that truck for me, like mm-hmm. he provided for me, but I wouldn't say he gave it to me. It wasn't a handout because I have to find work for myself. Mm-hmm. Right. So he just set me up, but the rest I had to, you know, go with it. So yeah, that's pretty much. Yeah. This is, this is blessed. Cause I want to tap into more, a couple of things, you know, uh, <laughs> pick your mind a little bit, but like, Let's let's start from the beginning, right? Okay. How did it come to the truck, right? The conversation mm-hmm. with your pops to yeah. coming to the truck, yeah, and then going to working for yourself, finding the deals. How do you find the deals? You know, because like in business, probably that like, you can start something, but the hardest part is finding those customers, reaching out that yeah. audience, you know, the potential market, audience you know, kind of yeah. So. Let's start from the beginning. Let's like start from the beginning. Okay, I'll start with the internal keeper mm-hmm. because like you said, it's hard to find, you know, well, it's hard for people to start a business. Mm-hmm. So internal keeper had that. I, I used the word internal keeper a year before I released the brand, mm-hmm. right? So I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it, but I was just like, you know what? Let me just start this thing, mm-hmm. right? Most people, and this is for everyone listening, don't worry too much about not having the capital, like aka the money at first, mm-hmm. because if you worry too much about that, right? What if you don't have the money in the next five years, mm-hmm. right? You're going to be still stuck at the same place. Yeah. And we talked about getting out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So with internal keeper, like I mentioned, like I didn't have anything until one of my best friends said, Hey, I, I want to give you money. I didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. So that's how it's so I had to push myself to be like, you know what, I'm gonna release this brand. Whatever comes, comes. So that's what I did and So it's like the first stepping stone. The first stepping stone mm-hmm. is just push it out there. So mm-hmm. with the business too, right? Like my dad, you know, I was working because I went back home for a couple months during the quarantine when COVID first started and we were working and he's like, Alright, come with me. We're gonna go to this one place and then we we're passing by and it's like, Do you want this? I said, Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. you know, me being in school and you know me playing football as well too like it's i rather work for myself than Mm -hmm. to go work and to say a nine to five and you know your schedules are tight whereas this one i can be flexible like i'm my own boss (laughs) yeah and i mean and i can work all summer yada 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 so that's how it worked um in terms of finding customers kijiji i made business cards too Mm -hmm. just giving it out to people a couple connections you know for people that are out in jayton right Mm -hmm. that that don't want to waste the time to go to Edmonton, come back, and then, you know, work on their stuff, right? They just call me like, hey, Coots, can you go pick this up? Yada, yada, yada. Okay, this is the quote. Okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. Go. You know what I mean? So having that control over your lifestyle, you know, at a young age, mm-hmm. it's really it's really a blessing, right? And, you know, I'm blessed by God for me to have that opportunity for my dad, you know, setting me up because not a lot of people have that right so yeah, i'm blessed and, that and now this goes to 
as a community, as black people, right, we're always starting from scratch because yeah. most of the times we're not fortunate enough for our parents to leave us maybe a house, yeah. some funds behind, exactly. or leave us like um, some things to build upon. You'll mostly see that we're always starting from scratch. And when I talk about that legacy, yeah. right, to have a legacy, mm-hmm. you need to continue the work that your previous generation have been doing, right? Yes. You see, a lot of times there's like kings, right? Mm-hmm. Kings and queens have a good way of continuing the, le- the legacy, yeah. right? And they have a good system for that. They try to marry people, similar background, yeah. right? They try to keep the family really tight. They mm-hmm. always leave their money, their assets to yeah. their kids. And, and we have to take that mindset that if we give something to our kids, yeah. it's a handout, mm-hmm. right? Like, a handout is more like, I'm giving you this, you're not doing anything to it. Like, here's $10,000. There you go. go. Right? But if you're giving your kids something, and then you tell them, okay, this is how you can use that money, exactly. or you can use this asset to create more asset. Exactly. This is... Help. This is creating the entrepreneur mindset. Mm-hmm. A lot of people was like, "Oh, if they don't, if they didn't start it from scratch, if they didn't like have nothing, if they went homeless, that's mm-hmm. when they're like, oh, yeah, I made it, I worked for it. You didn't work for it. You don't have to struggle.' Exactly. People are always like comparing each other's struggle to each other. Mm-hmm. Well, our lives is all different, and you have to work with what you have to yeah. create more, right? Exactly. exactly. So let's say now you become a millionaire, yeah. or you when you become a millionaire, right? <laughs> And then some people might be like, oh, if my dad gave me a, a truck too, I could have made it. People would simplify it as easy as that, right? Mm-hmm. When it's not it's not as easy. It's like, easy. you know, some people probably have a truck and they don't know what to do with it, right? They can't find that customer. They can't find that range. Yeah. So I want you to also speak out on like how, you know, now what is your goals like five, ten years down the line? How are you planning on taking this, what you have, the business that you have right now? A local business to something mm-hmm. bigger or, or a changing strategy as you move forward in life mm-hmm. yeah before i get to that like you're saying um the generation thing you know mm-hmm. it would be a disservice for me to have such a truck mm-hmm. or uh, a tool mm-hmm. and not make money of it yeah like you said people have maybe a truck say a truck and it's just parked outside because they don't know how to get out there right but mm-hmm. it's or they're scared that someone says no mm-hmm. right but you just got to get out there and just do it right like he provided something here you go the, here is the truck yeah like you this is yours mm-hmm. now it's that the easy part is finding work yeah the hard part is getting so the hard part was just knocked off right of the way for me mm-hmm. right here is the easy part go find work yeah you know what i mean so it's just things that you got to think about. It's just like, you know, you're not starting from zero, but you're starting from a point where you can just take off easy like that. Yeah, it's easier um, to build on. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, where I see myself, you know, with this company, you know, it's just, you know, as for now, it's just for myself, you know, just to, you know, build myself young, mm-hmm. you know, um, get the money I can to, you know, do things that I want to do in my life. But Honestly, if it goes far enough, you know, you, you might might be, you know, like one of the other truck companies mm-hmm. in Edmonton or something like that, right? You, yeah. Hey, Coots, we need this. 
okay, there you go. I want to be at a point where, like, I'm just the owner. Mm -hmm. And I'm not running. Like, I'm just the owner. Yeah, because you know I mean? my uncle had a similar business where no high school diploma, no university degree, no college background. Yeah. Just him driving a truck from McMurray and back. He's driving, like, those long... The long ones, okay. The long holes, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's long hours, you know? <laughs> Nine hours to get there, nine hours yeah. back. It's long driving, long you know? Long drive, yeah. I worked with him, and, bro, I was like... Man, this is hard. Yeah. Like my I told dad, you, my dad used to go to the mm -hmm. states too. I went with my dad a couple times mm -hmm. to the states and, and those ones, and it's it's long, man. Yeah, it's long. It's, it's a long drive. Respect to to the truckers. You yeah, know? honestly, respect to them. And he took one truck, and I'm I remember vividly that was in 2015, and then he was work, he was living in a, his place was probably smaller or same size as my studio right now. His bathroom. Like, you see, I have a bathroom here. Yeah. His bathroom and the kitchen was really close together. Bathroom, uh. kitchen, <laughs> a mattress on the floor. Just that. His fridge, and then his workout equipment right on there. one side. And then just, it's a one yeah. small room. The apartment was super small. Mm -hmm. From 2015, that's when he first bought the truck, too, for $10,000. Mm. And then to 2018, I think, I think he got the party in 2018. From yeah, from that two thousand eighteen, he has a he had five hundred thousand dollar business, in a five year period five year period. So like every single year, he would use his cash that he's making, save it, buy another truck, buy another truck, yeah. find people to work for him, with him, yeah. buy another truck. It's all about multiplying. Is, yeah, and then to the point where he has fifteen trucks, he got deported. His business is still running here. Yeah. You see, this is like the... Wait, wait, you said you got deported? Yeah, he got deported. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he did what he did. Hey, like, hey, he got deported, like, because he didn't have a citizenship, yeah. no permanent resident, yeah. coming from the States, he already had, like, a record yeah. coming from the States to here, yeah. managed, like, go all in. And the reason why he got the record in the States is because there was... He was trying to find work. Had yeah. to make a fake ID to find work. Yeah. And then that got into his work here. When he moved here, followed him here. You know how this, this country be yeah, like, right? Yeah, everything is. Yeah, so like, but he, despite all his obstacles, yeah. he didn't let, oh, I might not get my resident or my... She just did it. He just did it. Like, just went, do it. Yeah. You just got to do it. Yeah. That was the, the name of my last episode, which was Just Do It. You know just what I'm saying? Just do it. Just, just do, do it. it like night. Yeah. yeah. So... People have a lot of excuses, right? Yeah. For example, for me, to work out, I'd be like, oh, man, I feel tired today. You know, yeah. um, I didn't wake up in time. Or, man, I didn't eat properly. I feel dizzy. But, uh -huh. like, when you got to get something done, you just got to wake up. You you do it. Even yeah. if you're good or bad about it. Just you just, yeah, just got to Because you're going to regret it. Mm -hmm. You're going to be like, man, I should have done this. this yes. You know, even a mm -hmm. year down the line. What if I didn't release Internal Keeper, right? And it's like, mm -hmm. damn, like, how many lives could I have impacted? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just never know. But you just, you just got to do it. Even if, you, like I said, you don't have any money, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Just get up and push out there. Something is going to come out there. Whether it's one person. You know, I, like, I remember my our friend Abdul, our friend. Mm -hmm. um, he was telling me that you went from, like, a couple followers mm -hmm. to 300 and something followers. Yeah. So it's like all those people that are following you are, it's like you mean something to them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There's something about what you're doing 
it's impacting them. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's, you start from zero, just do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And with social media, I, I would say that the way to properly, like, use social media mm-hmm. is to treat it like a business. Yeah. Stop treating it like an app that are just going to like pictures. Yeah. Start treating it as a business, as trying to reach customers, and yeah. you will grow. You will grow, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, like, you find your purpose with answering the Keeper, yeah. right? And you have your truck business. And yeah. then you also have football. I want you to, you know, speak on your football experiences, the journey <laughs> the to journey. getting signed and trying to go further in life. You know what? Mm-hmm. I actually, you know, like, I played soccer and whatnot. But actually, most people don't know, but I played hockey mm-hmm. for eight years. Damn. And I still think this coach, mm-hmm. till this day... So I was playing a hockey game, and mm-hmm. um, the referee that was refereeing that game mm-hmm. so happened to be the high school coach of the football team. Oh. Yeah, the mm-hmm. high school coach of the football team. The high school coach of the football team. Yeah. Yeah, the high school coach. That made sense. Yeah. The referee was the high school coach of the okay. football team. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but I went to another school, uh, mm-hmm. Holy Trinity in, in yeah. uh, Drain Valley. So there's two high schools. So this was the public school now. Mm-hmm. And then back then when we had Ask FM, people were like, oh, like, come to football, whatever. I was like, nah, I'm not trying to play football, whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I went I went to one practice and um, I went and I showed up. He's like, okay, line up here. So he lined me up at defensive end. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, do this, do this, do this. I was like, okay. And within there, I, like, I got three tackles or whatnot like yeah because i went three times Mm -hmm. i got three tackles and then he's like okay here's a starting spot for you and i'm like i'm looking at people like people that have been on the team for x amount of years or played football for a long time Mm -hmm. just i was just like whoa like this is my first day of football Mm -hmm. ever yeah and ever since then like it just took off like that you know what i mean so you know i played grade 11 I played grade 12, mm-hmm. and then uh, I signed with the Wildcats in 2017. Um, I've been with them for four years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, season got canceled last year, but um, hoping we have a season this year. Um, I still play defensive end, the yeah. same position. You okay. know, in grade 12, I got moved to fullback, so I went, mm-hmm. in, I went in with the Wildcats as a fullback, but now I'm back to defensive end. It's been, a, it's been a journey, you mm-hmm. know. It's been a journey because having making that transition from hockey to football, you know, I still miss hockey to this day, mm-hmm. but you know, I think it's something that, or a change that was needed because who knows where I would have been, right? And I'm mm-hmm. so um, grateful to be in this position. Yeah, you know, I've met a lot of people playing football, and it's just, it's just a game where you have to really understand why it is, because you're just on the field, just you are as a sorry, as a spectator, or as a fan, you just seeing two people just hitting each other right yeah. but there's more to that right i spend i spend i want to say at least a good three four hours a day monday mm-hmm. to sunday with my teammates right monday to friday practice and then two days out of the uh one day out of the week for games right so mm-hmm. i see i see them more than anyone right just mm-hmm. that's because football is a team game mm-hmm. hockey was just one per like it's a it's a team game, but you know, like it's one more individualistic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, football. You have to work together because if someone, if one person messes up on the field, mm-hmm. the whole play gets messed up, mm-hmm. right? So, football is my dream. You know, I I aspire to go further with it. You know, so we'll see where it takes me. All right, all right, all right. So. And that's also like 
a lot of people don't understand that once where you are right now you don't know what type of opportunities that you're gonna catch later on right exactly it could be from a truck business to having the biggest real estate company in the world who yeah, knows right yeah and it's like when you when you take that initiative to do something mm -hmm. other opportunities come that you would not be expecting exactly and a lot, a lot of people like tunnel vision is like oh i may not be successful in this field just go you like it go and do it And then, yeah. like, work hard so that other opportunities come yeah. that you can catch. Yeah. yeah, you can be, you can be, you can be in um in a different field. Say you're in, like, I'm taking psychology. So say just mm -hmm. say psychology. Say you go to the store or you go somewhere, and someone, some boss or manager of an engineering company says, "Hey, I like you. I want you. I want you to come work for me." Mm -hmm. it's like completely different right like, yeah it's always good to keep your options open and like mm -hmm. you just never know what can happen right like mm -hmm. something great can happen right something bad can happen mm -hmm. but every moment you have when whenever you step out the door just be you because you never know maybe that one thing can change your life maybe that one phone call can change your life or that one interaction may change your life right so it, it goes hand in hand okay all right, all right. what's the What's the craziest story, right, mm. that you have, and then like, that not many people know, but you know it's really crazy that you really don't want to talk about a it. Crazy something, story, something stupid or dumb that you've done, you know, that like whenever you look back at it, you start Damn. laughing. A crazy story, mm -hmm. bro. A crazy story. I have so many. Bro, let's start. Let's start with the crazy stories. Hold on. Before you even start, let me tell you my crazy story, okay, okay, right? Okay. To break the ice, right? right? I remember, like, my birthday, right? It is yeah. February 14th. Uh -huh. To those who doesn't know, you want to send me a gift, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> my Instagram is Robertson for real. So, you know, uh -huh. February 14th. This dude, bro. Yeah, next year, you know what to do. But, like, I had a test. It's business law, you know? Mm. Take him, bro. I was going through a bad time with school. Yeah. And then I had that midterm, midterm, you know, yeah. and I didn't study at all. I haven't been to any classes. Yeah. And then, bro, there's this one person that gave me a pen, right? Uh, I'm talking about, you know, the, the, yeah. the THC pen, you know okay. what I'm saying? <laughs> this doesn't know what I'm talking uh -huh. about. Gave me a pen, you know, I was, I was you know, I was using it here and there. And then I'm like, bro, I heard a story where people get creative. Uh -huh. When they're on it, you know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So I took it on the 12th, yeah. the 13th, on my birthday, I had to write the exam. Keep in mind, on the 13th, yeah. all night long, I was on GSC just studying. Uh -huh. The beginning of the class, all the way to the end. Yeah. I did it in one day, bro. Uh -huh. Like, I've, bro, I have like problems for focusing and staying concentrated, right? Uh -huh. The next day, Took some in the morning. I went to the exam. I'm like, yellow, you know? Bro, Dude, bro I'm telling you, bro. When I told you I got a 95% on that exam that I've never been on any... It's a university class. You know how hard they are. Say that again. It's what? 90, university like class. You know okay, what I'm saying? Okay. That's a team. You said university. University. Like university. <laughs> hey, guys. Yeah. John's first language is not English. It's so French. Just bear, just bear with us. It's French, guys. <laughs> English is 50-50, you know? First language is French. Maybe I should do a podcast full on French. You know? <laughs> My audience would be lost, but... <laughs>
<laughs> so 95 percent mm. and not me i'm thinking like bro i really did this on yeah. the tac right yeah. so the next time around by like a month or two mm-hmm. i told my jamaican friend i'm like yo i'm the strongest tac that you got i have an exam i need it <laughs> yo i'm telling you bro when i'm telling you bro and the car when she gave it to me i gave her 15 dollars mm. when i Bro, this pen looked like it was worth $75, bro. And I was like, you got this with $15? She's like, don't worry about it. I got you. I got you. Don't worry about it. And, okay, I took it in the car. smelling super strong. Mm. You know, I don't inhale, you know? So I'm just taking it and just blowing it out. I don't inhale. I'm just smelling it through my nose. She got it. She started coughing. (laughs) That should have been my first red flag, you know? Because she's Jamaican. Yeah. You know when Jamaicans start coughing and GAC, you know, gotta be some strong stuff, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then, bro, I got got it. I was with Oscar and the whip, mm. you know, and then her and her sister, bro, we got it. They're, they, they're going to do a renovation in Calgary, by the way. For anybody that wants renovation, contact with houses, right, just right. contact me. But anyway, and then I'm like, okay, all right, all right, all right. I went home. I did it at night, you know? That night was good sleep, you know, because I don't inhale it. Yeah. I don't know what was happening in the morning, but I was like, I wonder if I inhale this stuff, right? Yeah. So I didn't eat. I had water on the side. I took 35 seconds. I I thought I was experienced, like Snoop Dogg, you know? Uh. I, I got it. And then the more I'm like taking it in, yeah. it started hitting me. I'm like blacked out. I did, <coughs> I'm reaching for the water. Yo, I'm sinking in. I can't, I can't breathe. Uh-huh. My heart start racing. Mm. Now I'm rushing downstairs, you know? Mm-hmm. Went, grabbed the milk. I heard my mom say, if you take poison, drink milk. For some reason, I went, I grabbed the milk. I chug it. Look, look, look. I'm lactose, bro. Oh. This, the milk is not working. I put it. Now I'm like fumbling, you know, moving slow motion, trying to find my way to grab some water. Like, I don't know what to grab. Yo, my heart was like. Oh, that was good. I like that. It sounds like a real heartbeat. Yo, it was race, bro. It was racing so much, bro. I thought you were going to die. I thought I was going to die, bro. I saw, I saw hell. I, bro. You got to say so. Yo, I saw hell, bro. It became all black. I feel like rain about to come. Just lightning. I'm not even being dramatic, bro. This is my experience. Right. Bro, I start having a whole panic attack. I'm standing yelling, Jesus, bro. I'm like, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Bro, I reach for the phone. I'm all in slow motion. Yeah. I reach for Boom, 911. What's your emergency? I'm high as hell right now. Okay, you can see the ambulance. I feel about to die. Bro, what the hell? Bro, I, I call, call 911 myself. And they bro. came? Bro, the ambulance came. The lady looked at me. She's like, you fine. <laughs> she's like, you fine. Like, you, you just, she's like, you just hack. But yo, I promise you, I feel like I was about to, yo, I was about to die, bro. That's my crazy story, bro. I called 911 on myself. And then when I told my friends, they were just laughing. But bro, I'm telling you, ever since that day, bro. This guy. Never again I'm touching a TAC, bro. You know. She's crazy story. I don't have a crazy story, man. You just told me you had a lot of crazy story. Come on, man. Man, like, I get. I don't. I don't consider this as a crazy story. Just more like a sh- like damn. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we had a like grade twelve. We have this retreat. 
you know, uh, just for grade 12s, mm-hmm. uh, retreat where we go, no cell phones, mm-hmm. just interacting people. And that's when you really know, you find out like people's stories, mm-hmm. like that you've never known. So say if you're making fun of someone, right? But you're making fun of someone, but that day you find out like, sh- excuse my language, shit, like that's what they were going through. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so during that retreat, you know, it was just me and Abdul and a couple other guys. And uh, there was this girl, I won't mention her name. She probably won't listen to this anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she uh, she was kind of like like a goth kind of thing. Like, you mm-hmm. know, she was, you know, a little bit, a little scary a bit. Mm-hmm. So um, she was sharing a room with, this, with these two other girls. So me and my friends were like, damn, dude, let's try to go like, like annoy her kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Taken, I was 17, I'm 21 now, so I've matured, so please bear with me. So then, went to a room, kind of open, because we were all in like a hall, like a camp kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. So there was room for girls, room for guys, you know? So I went and I go open the bit, and then you can just see she was laying on her bed, and she was just like, make it like, her eyes were like twitching, because the room was dark too, her mm-hmm. eyes were twitching, I don't know what the hell she was doing, we're like, whoa, <laughs> we closed the door. And I swear she saw us because this next part, we went back and Odo was in front of me and I opened the door and I pushed it. I pushed him <laughs> and she was already standing like she was waiting for us. She's like, don't you ever come back in this room again. I said, yo, <laughs> yo, we ran. We ran, bro. I don't know what made us go to a room that day just to like kids, mess around, but we kids. just oh whatever, God. right? Because we had just arrived to the camp, right? Mm-hmm. So everyone's unpacking, but for some reason her room was dark, whatever. So I was like, damn. So the next day the teacher came up to me. She's like, yeah. So I heard you guys were like trying to like go and bug this girl and all whatever. Like, no, no, no. I was just looking for someone. And mm-hmm. I just, but that I guess that's like that's my crazy story. I <laughs> I, I want to say like I like I just seen like uh like some scary stuff like firsthand and whatnot mm-hmm. like it's not really crazy but like that's to me i look back on it i'm like damn like, like get out literally she's <laughs> like don't come back in this room like she's using like this voice man mm-hmm. like it's like she's being possessed damn i said never again bro <laughs> but honestly like when i got to know her more like she's actually a nice girl you know what i mean nice mm-hmm. person obviously she went you know through some things so like i look back at my like i look back at it i'm like wow like i was such a a bad person. Well, you guys tra- traumatizing this girl. <laughs> you thought you got traumatized, but, <laughs> but you were traumatizing her. Oh, man. Oh, it was man. crazy, bro. Yeah. It was crazy. But yeah, that's that's my crazy story, mm-hmm. I guess I could say. But yeah, bro, we're going to wrap up. Mm-hmm. No, we, didn't, we don't have the visuals today. We're going to... Ah. I forgot my camera. We're going to bring the visuals. On, you know, bet, part bet. two. Part two. Coming yeah. soon. But thanks for coming. You know, shout yourself out so um, people know where to find you. Uh, you can find me on my personal account, survive underscore XCIX. And you can also find me at internal keeper uh, on Instagram. Um, go buy a shirt and go support, you know, give me a follow. Uh, promise not to disappoint you. Um, I'm actually working on a project slash video um, that's coming out soon. Shout out to Para Productions, mm-hmm. uh, Kunal, you know, for being the guy behind it all um yeah it's coming out soon so stay patient uh it's gonna hopefully you know impact you guys and you know show more about the brand 
Um, but yeah, like, thank you for having me on. Mm-hmm. My good friend John, you John, I refuse. Uh, yeah, <laughs> all the negativity yeah. <laughs> in my life, you know. <laughs> but yeah, no, I thank you for having me on, and uh, like you said, part two is gonna come soon, and you know, keep doing your thing. Uh, with this, you know, podcast, you know, your YouTube and, you know, you're going to, you're going to be up there soon. So appreciate yeah. it. Appreciate it. Also shout out to Kuno because one of my most listened podcasts on YouTube, yes, Spotify, Apple, it's with Kuno. He was dropping a lot of jams, uh-huh. you know, I think not has reached over a thousand, 200 views on YouTube. Ooh. So, you know, that's crazy. Shout out to Kuno. Yes, and sir. this is New Genre Refusé. You know? Oh, before you wrap up, mm-hmm. um, Abdul Biki was supposed to be on this sh- this episode too, but he's sleeping. So you know, when you guys hear this, get a chance to go harass him because this would have been even. It's already a great topic, mm-hmm. but if he was on, it would have been whatever. So he might be in there in part two. But yeah. just so y'all know that he he was sleeping. So it would have been a lot funnier. Also, shout out to Biki, you know, our real estate agent. Real estate agent, Ed best Edmonton. in Yeg, you yeah. already know. <laughs> For now. For now. For yeah. now. Yes, sir. Until I, I get in the scene <laughs> also, you know. <laughs> uh, just wait till I get in the scene. Yes, sir. And then um, also one of our, let me see how much this one has. Because with Biki, the topic, I assume, like, people love the real estate topic a mm-hmm. lot. Y'all and make sure to go follow him at Abdul Biki Yenga mm-hmm. on Instagram. Something like that. Yeah, so Kuno and Biki. Actually, Biki's one is, is beating Kuno with 4,200 oh, views. Mm-hmm. You know, which is... I'm, I'm very grateful for all the support that I've been getting lately. And, yeah. You know, the racking up and stuff like that. But you want to say something before we, we close it? <sighs> I love you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, always will. You know, I know a lot of people have that misconception about the love, I love you, whatever. But honestly, I love everyone and uh, keep working hard. Uh, don't give up. Uh, don't think you're a failure if you don't attain something. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always going to be obstacles and challenges in life um, that you're going to face. But that's just going to better you for your next challenge that life has for you so keep pushing you know keep your head up mm-hmm. um and like my slogan says never lose hope mm-hmm. and and i've been looking at the stats there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast that doesn't follow me on instagram <laughs> yellow not subscribe to my youtube channel how do i know that i, I have the stats in my hands man <laughs> okay so make sure you you know subscribe to this podcast yes, follow me on ig follow me on youtube and just search let's talk on nghd for the podcast on any single platform. And by the way, this this podcast today was brought to you by my Discord chat, Investing Opportunities. We've officially reached 65 members. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. We're sharing knowledge with the people. This is Let's Talk on NGHD. And see you guys next time. Peace.